and welcome back to another episode of the Fan the Flames Football Podcast. And I'm your host, Ben Reynolds. Uh, yeah, this is the bye week. We're excited. And I got two guests with me. Um, James Knuckles, I'm happy you're back on the podcast. Oh, wait, never mind. He can't make it tonight. Kyle Griesinger, you're going to be back, bro. Let's go, dude. So happy to have Kyle Griesinger on the pod. Dude, he's like attended like one pod this year. This will be his second. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, man. It's pods in shambles, man. It's in shambles. I'm by myself today, apparently. Yeah, it's just all by myself. Anyways, yeah, so going into the FIU game, just kidding. We got two guests on. Um, Jeremiah Flincham, the greatest of all time Liberty fan. He's got like 3,000 Twitter followers, followers um, or X follows. I don't I don't know what we want to call it anymore. Um, he's also got the biggest shoulders on the internet. Jeremiah Flincham, how are we doing today, brother? Yeah, you're muted, brother. Sorry about that. There we go. <laughs> great. I'm doing great. If I can get my uh, get my uh, sound on. But yeah. I love the, uh, the joke between me and RTB. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. And we also have a famous DreamWorks character. Lord Farquad. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy he's on. How are you doing today, Lord? Uh swell. Awesome. Awesome. We got uh Caleb Wynn, of course, back on the pod. Um happy to have you on, man. Uh how are you doing today? I'm good, man. It's always great when um we start with uh foreign powers. I'm in four and oh. Um and uh it's been great to be a Liberty fan, so <laughs> go Flames. Wait, hold up. <laughs> Anyways, we might have ourselves a double agent on the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> continuing on. <laughs> what a way to start. We should have had this as a cold open, and honestly, so good. <laughs> um. Anyways. We're rolling in. We're having fun. That try to have fun with these intros, especially when uh, people are cutting in and out of they got their own life's problems and issues and good things and bad things going on. For the most part, a lot of it's good, which I'm happy. Um, but it sucks not having Kyle on. We knew that coming in, we were going to try to have a guest on, but he was unable to make it. He we still might record and then get it later this week. I don't know. Um, so. Happy we could get Jeremiah on, and then, of course, uh, Mr. Caleb Wynn, who is the leader of the most sinful student section in the world, because you guys are, like, I mean, dude, that that's that that character, he's not good, man. Yeah, I, I mean, why you guys are. That's kind of sent me this morning. I'll be honest. Um, I felt really convicted. I I went back through the Ten Commandments, and I saw specifically where they said that um, painting your body like the Joker is, is a sin. So um, you're right. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't disagree with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. And it looks like we lost Jeremiah, which um, that's, uh, that's something that's been uh, pretty, pretty consistent, unfortunately. Um, I mean, when you, when you mentioned cutting in and out, I thought, I thought you were talking about Jeremiah, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, man, we're having fun. We're going to carry it for a little bit. Um, let's talk about this game, man. It was, what, 38-6 to 6 was the final score. Um, I uh, didn't watch a single minute. Just kidding. I watched every last minute this week. So, man, I'm excited to actually um, watch this uh, coming week. But before we get into that, um, you know, there's no game this week. What we're going to be, what I mean by watch this coming week is watch the college football as a whole. It's going to be nice to not have to stress about the Flames, but it does suck to not be able to watch the Flames. Um, but Thursday night, to be honest, it's probably going to be my favorite night of the week. And then Saturday, you know, I know there's a few 
very solid games on, but I mean, mostly looking forward to Thursday night and we'll get into that later in this podcast, but back to the game, um, you know, 38 to six again, Caden win another offensive player of the week, excited to be racking up those accolades, you know, it kind of, I mean, there's, there's more to this conference than, uh, Liberty. Don't get me wrong. Um, but they're right now making a play to be the best team in the conference, there's going to be some people in our way. And we're, I mean, we're only one third of the way through the season. I can't believe we're saying that. That is insane. Um, already four weeks in, and it's sad because, you know, it takes so long for us to get to this point um, to even watch football, and then the season flies by, then a blink of the eye. Um, yeah. Jeremiah, you're back. Uh, we'll start with you about uh, FIU. Yeah, great win by the Flames. Um, as you mentioned, the um, second ago, Salter. Salter once again had an incredible game. Um, he's, he threw his first pick, but I like the confidence of that throw, and I think it was a good play by the DB, honestly. Um, so he came back, made a bunch of plays afterwards, led the team to a victory, won another accolade. Um, fantastic job of him. Um I think the team just – they rolled on very well. The offense played very well. Defense was moving. Defense was making big plays. We got a big player back in Kendy Charles this week. Um, just both sides of the ball, just great great ball, great plays on both sides. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this team progresses because I've heard a lot of the guys talking this week about how like, they're not even at their like, top of their game yet. So I'm excited to see how the season progresses. But – this week was phenomenal. I think it was a really good preview to the rest of the season. Agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, this was a game that was focused on the run. Um, and um, this is a game that, uh, I mean, we still saw Caden get his accolade, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, I would argue that maybe Lucas and Cooley made the game. <laughs> so, Caleb, what do you have to say about that? I'd have to agree. Uh, I believe Kadon played a really good game. I think I would I would like to see him be a little more ac- accurate. I mean, he was only 11 for 21, if we're being completely fair. Um, did have a fumble. People are saying, oh, back Kadon's back to his old crap again. I, I disagree. I mean, he should have protected the ball a bit better. I, I, I am not mad about that fumble. Um, that's a fumble that he kind of got hit from a, a blind side. He should have been looking. I think he was... He had his eyes set on the end zone instead of uh, defenders, and I believe that um, it wasn't it wasn't one that he was being necessarily like careless with the ball, like we've seen in, in other games like Virginia Tech or or Wake Forest or whatever in the past. Um, and so, I mean, he passed for 156 yards, but it was like like I said, only 11 for 21. And then, like you said, Jeremiah, that that. Uh, that heat check, I don't have an issue with it. I think he underthrew the ball a little bit. It was a great play by the DB, like you said. And um, at that point, we were just kind of steamrolling them. I have no problem with taking that shot. And then, like you said, Ben, the Liberty rushing. I mean, 364 yards on 44 carries or averaging 8.3 yards a carry. Um, I mean, it, it's all you can ask for. We established the run. I, I think uh, something that the – the team's been saying this year is fit the run which they've done and when you when you have production like this then it opens up those shots for those deep balls and it opens up those receivers i mean we only had 156 yards in 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 receptions and receiving for the game and uh the highest receptions for a receiver was five and then trey on simply had two and the rest all only had one reception so um I definitely – I figured, you know, okay, Elijah Smoot would have some more, C.J. Daniels, especially after both coming off that big week against Buffalo. But, no, it was Bentley Henshaw and Trayon Sibley really just carrying around. And and uh, Kadon had some great rushes. That was cool to see. Um, he had nine carries for 77 yards. He was the team's third leading rusher behind Cooley and Lucas, with both who had one or two. So, 
I think the offense is really fitting well. They're really able to establish the run, which allows that triple option. It was cool to even see Victor Venn and, and James Joyner get some carries in again. I was excited to see that. I feel like they haven't got much playing time, and I wish I would like to see them get a little bit more, but I feel like they did a really great job and really showed off what they can do. Um, only thing I was really disappointed in, I hate to say this, but Jonathan Bennett didn't look great. <laughs> um... Uh, I like JB, but uh, yeah, this didn't didn't impress me. And I'm glad I I I I am a Kadon believer. I've been a Kadon believer, and I just after seeing that one drive with with JB, I, I think it um, it's evident that the coach has made the right decision. So, so are you keeping on saying his name wrong just so you could like prove yourself right or? What, Kadon? That's how he pronounces it. Uh, I don't think that's what the other need... guys say. I don't know if that's if that's what the jokers I'm just say. Gonna, I'm just going to say this. There is a group chat that another Liberty Twitter fan went around and asked football players how they said it, and apparently it's still Caden. But I digress. All right, that's fine. I've heard both. I thought it was Kadon. So I will continue to say Kadon until he comes and speaks to me himself. He shows, <laughs> he, shows me the birth, he shows me the birth certificate and says, Mr. Wynn. What's the birth certificate going to – what's that going to do? It's pronounced – it, Yeah, it will. Um, It, it translates. What magical birth certificates have you been dealing with? Um, this, this Hogwarts not, or something? Uh, I plead the fifth. I'm not at liberty to say. Thank you. Yeah, you're at Hogwarts, apparently. Okay. No, he's at South Harmon Institute of Technology. Anyways, continuing on. Uh, this is uh, interesting. Um, we might have to kick him off the podcast. Let's be real. Um, anyways, uh, continuing on. <laughs> Um, you're you're the the Kevin Hart gift. No, I'm I'm Bradley. I'm DB. This is my DB impression. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, DB, what a guy! What a guy! Shout out to the Liberty Sports Fan Podcast. Um, LSFP. What an interesting acronym. But anyways, um. Yeah, I, I've said that multiple times, and you guys just keep interrupting. You know, this is just terrible. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm just kidding. All right, back at it. FIU, man. That's how they looked. They said, I'm out for the rest of the game. Um, it was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty interesting of a game with – all things considered, um, it's another Conference USA game, another win. We, we relied on the run, and, you know, again, it just – to see us climbing up the charts as the rushing offense, um, that's pretty insane. Um, to be up there with Air Force, that's pretty insane. Um, now, I kind of question – you know, hey, is this sustainable um, in the sense of because we we've seen a lot of execution, but I kind of worry about, hey, can we continue to run this much in the game? Caden um, is going to have to start making more plays when this run run offense starts slowing down because eventually and that's a good thing. You know, it's going to open up the pass game. But with all things being said, it's still going to have to be executed well. Um, we had the receivers to do it, and we saw it a little bit against Buffalo. But I think that was the problem is that their weakness was the secondary rather than their linebackers. I mean, they had they had Marcus Fourcois, um, um back there, but they were very young and their strength was in their defensive line and linebackers. So we relied on the pass and boy, did it work this week. We relied on the run and it worked. 
But with that being said, again, you know, what happens when we face a team that's going to stop the run and now Caden has to actually make plays without having that play action being so reliable? I don't think it's going to stop. I really don't. But I question how sustainable it is going to be. People will say, well, we're not going to play anybody for the rest of the season. Bull crap. Bull crap. I think, you know, this next upcoming game, we'll preview it next week. Sam Hughes' state will say otherwise. And I'm telling you, I don't care about how many points they've scored. They've played two Power 5 teams and a great G5 team. So Air Force is one of the top three or four G5 teams out there. That, and in some cases, you can make the case that uh, they're better than Liberty. Um, they, they're a traditional, um, wing T slash, um, read option run team. And, you know, they're that typical military Academy type style. So they've had to play some tough teams. Sam Houston has, and we're not going to get too deep in that, but that's just one of the examples. And it's going to be next week. So FIU, we got told they had this great defense, I, we didn't see it. Um, I, I think they're very young. And so I think a lot of their fans got really excited about um, their first few games because of how well they played. Um, and But they're young. Um, and they made some mistakes this past week. Guys, what do you guys see out of kind of so far – out of that game, you know, so far out of FIU, what are, what are you guys' thoughts on them for the rest of the season? Start with you, Caleb. Um, yeah, I, I speak to, I spoke a lot about Liberty and how I felt that they played, but um, yeah, FIU offense just wasn't there. Um, yeah, carry on Jenkins nine for twenty one. He didn't really turn the ball over, but he also he was almost actually as accurate as Kadon. To be honest, um, only had two less completions for the same amount of attempts, um, and had 147 yards compared to Kadon's 156. But I, I mean, still, that's not great when you're down by that many points. Um, and we're, we have our secondary and third string in by the end of the fourth quarter, even the beginning of the fourth quarter. At some points, I believe we started really to put second string in it. 10 minutes or so um rushing wise we really i felt like we stopped the run well um they only had 64 yards that was the big difference in the game like we talked about um they had only 11 less carries for us than us and we had 300 more yards than they did um so it was it was cool to see that uh kajan owens i mean he still got 3.8 yards of carry that's what you want to see that's not bad for average and i think he's a he's a great running back we were able to to stop him with the likes of kendy charles returning and um that was huge uh i I want to shout out tyron dupree for having a monster game for our defense um nine total tackles eight solo tackles and a a sack also two fumble recoveries so i mean there are two forced fumbles um so i mean he just it was great, and then him obviously to see Kendi back. But FIU, I think they're going to be a good team. I think, like we said, we thought we expected them to be a lot better. I personally wasn't. I, I like to sometimes put a little money on the games. And whoa, whoa, pers- whoa, whoa! No gambling on this podcast. Okay, okay. That's not the Liberty way, sir. That's not the Liberty way. Okay. My point was, <laughs> I did not feel comfortable with this game because I thought FIU was going to be really competitive with this. I I didn't like. Um, I, I thought it was going to be a lot closer than it was. Thirty-eight six. I think our predictions were a lot closer, and um, it was nice to see us steamroll them. But I, I hope that they're better throughout the year. I <coughs> genuinely, I want to be able to compete with them. Um, I want them to be able to compete with other teams in the conference so that our strength of schedule looks better. Um, and I think they will. I think they'll find some rhythm uh, offensively. And defensively, their secondary wasn't terrible. Obviously, we saw the the, the interception, but 
besides that, they definitely have some holes um, and struggle offensively. So, Jeremiah. Yeah, I don't have too much more to add. Caleb actually summed it up my thoughts really well there. Um, I was honestly a little bit disappointed on their end. I was also expecting a little bit more of a fight out of them. Um, but like Caleb said as well, um, I think that they're going to eventually find the rhythm. I think they'll finish the year better than how they played this past week. Um, they had a few guys that, you know, they're, they're ball players. You know, the, Jenkins is a good quarterback. I think he'll end up doing really well in the season. And uh, Chris Mitchell, their top receiver, was another guy that really impressed me um, in this game um, and also in the rest of the games that they played. Um, I've been seeing a lot from uh, FIU fans on Twitter and other uh, platforms, and they're just they're kind of down about this game too. And it's it's kind of rough seeing that happen to them on, on their homecoming too. So I don't know. It's just it was a little bit disappointing, but I mean, you got to play this team in front of you like every single week. Like, I, like I've been saying, um, I keep wanting to find trap games, and I thought this might be one of them, but I was wrong on that one. Um, yeah, not not a whole lot else, not a whole lot more to add, but that's just kind of some brief thoughts. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll uh, hop into our players of the game. Um, Jeremiah, let's go with you first. All right, um, offense, defense. Yes. All right, so offense. I'm thinking I'm going to go with Billy Lucas. Um, I know when I originally, you know gave my initial thoughts of the game. I, I shouted out the passing game and uh, Caden a lot. Um, but I wanted to also, again, like you guys were saying earlier, shout out the, the run game because the run game was phenomenal. Um, Billy Lucas along with Cooley, they both finished with 102 rushing yards, but Billy got a touchdown. So uh, he was my he was my guy on offense. Um, got a shout out Tyron uh, – sorry, not Tyron Dupree. Um Treyon, sorry, Treyon Sibley. Uh, he was moving on that uh, touchdown pass. Um, and then on defense, I got to go with Kendi. There's absolutely, like, no like, way I can't go with Kendi. First game back, dude was explosive off the ball. He was making huge plays. He got that fumble recovery. That man was moving. Kendi's a huge man, and he was absolutely moving. So that, that's my defensive player of the game right there. Yeah, it was good to see – Kendi back. I know that he was initially projected two to four weeks being out, and so it was nice to have him back in in the fourth week. And um, he kind of had to fill that role because we did have injuries in the linebacker position. So that was huge to have him be able to come back, even with the with the brace on his knee, like lower leg. I and he was running, like you were saying, he was moving for that ball, and he's a big dude. And mm-hmm. so it was really, really cool to see him love Kendi. I think he's definitely going to be someone that is on the radar for the NFL and for scouts. I mean, we saw uh, that there was, I believe, four NFL teams that were at the game um, uh, for scout for scouting-wise scouting at the FIU game. And I, it was kind of funny. I saw some FIU fans saying, thank you for <laughs> thank you for the scouts that are coming out. And I'm like, pretty sure that wasn't for you, but maybe. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it was like the Cardinals, the Browns, and a couple other teams. Um, but it was definitely it was cool to see that. And then so for my my players, um, defensively, I will go with Tyron Dupree. I mentioned him earlier, nine tackles, um, eight solo tackles. That was the most out of any other players. Um, Brandon Bishop had three. But besides that, I mean, he balled out. He really – He's really stepped into that role as a leader, as a captain. Um, I know that there was so much – we've talked about this before. There was so much doubt and, and uh, worrying about the linebacking room and, and if they're going to be consistent, if they're going to be able to stop the run, and if they're going to be able to, to give good coverage. And we have. And Tyron has really, really, really been such a strong leader for us. Um, and it's evident. I, I think – the way he's playing, he's playing lights out. Um, he could also be having some scouts look at him too. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and then offensively, you did take my player, and he was actually my preseason player of the year was Billy Lucas. So shout out to him. But 
I will take um, Quentin Cooley um, because he had the same amount of uh, yardage. Not not the best yards per carry. He had one more carry. Um, so he averaged 8.5 yards a carry, but he did have the longest run of the game, which was 26 yards. And that was a, a great moment for him. I think he's a great player. That dual backfield. Um, and then obviously with Aaron Bedgood and coming in sometimes as well. And then Victor Van James Joyner. Um, it's, it's definitely dangerous. Hoping to get Von Blue back soon. I know that that's not looking great. Um, but it is definitely reassuring that we have – we got to see some of James Joyner and Victor Venn to fill that three-headed monster that we knew we had, but we were concerned with, with Vaughn going down because I think maybe he is probably better than the other two, I would agree. Um, but, I mean, you have two really solid players coming in, and I'm excited to see how they do. And they, they seemed like they looked well, so – yeah, I, I don't know how much better Vaughn would be, um, to be honest, than those guys. Uh, like uh, Because Vaughn's more of a pitch back, so he's he has a really good role in this offense. And so Venn's going to have to kind of step into that role mm-hmm. in, in the long run. Um, he's just undersized compared to Vaughn. And then Jointer's, Jointer, it's tough with him because there's kind of already lucas and cooley in front of him already taking his role but i really think jointer is going to be in the long run um one of the better backs that we've um seen come out of liberty i mean i still believe that to this day i think there's some things that he needs to touch on but we've seen flashes ub game and then even this week he can he can run but um you know he's gonna he's gonna have to be patient and you know i mean it's not like he's sitting behind two scrubs again i mean he's got a i mean last year he sat, sat behind aj green and uh rocket sanders now he's sitting behind cooley and freaking billy lucas who have been fantastic which by the way like i tweeted billy lucas is some of the best vision that i've ever seen um it's 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 incredible he's up there i would say he's top 20 top 30 vision backs that i've seen um and I ain't talking about Liberty. I'm talking about college backs this early in their career. He's um, almost got like a, pretty a Saquon Barkley level of, of vision kind of. It kind of yeah, reminds me of he, Saquon. He doesn't have the quite the explosiveness and athleticism, but like his vision is uh, – yeah, you're, that's a good one. That's a good comparison. Some of his vision kind of reminds me of Lev Bell though too. Mm, yeah. Um, Le'Veon Bell uh, when he was at Michigan State. So – as always, I'll give my two dark horse sleeper guys that, you know, you know, because I always want to go last and have my two guys. Um, Trayon Sibley, I would say on offense, you know, that was insane. Um, I, I, respectfully, Caden, nice throw, but that's all Sibley. <laughs> nice throw, way to get it to the right guy, but my goodness. Um, he is impressive. He's, again, uh, he looks like a running back. He does not look like a wide receiver, in my opinion. He's built like a running back, but he's got a lot of really good wide, re- wide receiver skills. And if we give it some more time, um, I could see him becoming a pro and playing that hybrid role. But, yeah. Um, defensively, though, I would say – would be Preston Hodge. Preston Hodge has been balling out this year. And I was very happy with this past week. He had a lot of big plays that aren't going to show up on the stat sheet. So, yeah. Um, that's kind of my dark horses, honorable mentions, whatever. Um, kind of the guys that maybe haven't had the greatest stat sheet game, but they did pretty good. I also want to take out a shout out to um, this whole offensive line. They're really starting to mesh. It's been tough with X getting hurt, X gray and him coming off the the field every now and then Xavier gray. Um, So Tucker's been rotating in, they've been moving these guys around and it's, uh, you know, thankfully no one has had to go out for, 
extremely long extended period of time. There's no missing of games yet. Cross my fingers. Hopefully we get healthy this week. Any types of dings and uh, bruises. However, to lead into this week, it's a bye week. So we're going to actually talk about this conference um, a little bit more. Um, There's three games that are going to be on this week uh, for the Conference USA. Uh, One Friday night, two Thursday night. Uh, Friday night, it is Louisiana Tech at UTEP, um, which is UTEP has not played the best um, this year. They really haven't. It's been a struggle. Um, uh, They're probably at this point the worst team in this conference, in my opinion. Um, They just have not really put it all together. Um, And then Thursday night, you got... Um, you got Jacksonville State, Sam Houston State, huge game for the two newcomers. I'm very excited about this game. This is a game that I'm actually looking forward to. Um, it just so happens that they have to share the night with the best rivalry in the conference, uh, 100 miles of hate between Western Kentucky and MTSU. So exciting. Um, this is what I was excited about joining the conference. Um, previous years, would I watch these games? Yeah, sure. I'll throw it on into the background, but now I'm invested. So, Mr. Caleb, what do you have to, your first thoughts? Yeah, um, I'm excited. I really like the 100 Miles of Hate history behind that. It's, it's a big, great rivalry. Um it's interesting to see how much middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky really hate each other for lack of a better word. Um, I would love to have something for Liberty like that. And I know we've, we've talked about potentially Kennesaw falling into that role when they join next year, but um, I think it's going to be a great game. I could see either of those teams winning Uh, West Kentucky, I think has been a little underwhelming so far. Um, I think they're going to put it together. I think they're going to end up still being our, our competition at the end of the year, but um, to at least competing for the title. But Middle Tennessee has also not looked bad. They've looked pretty good as well. So I could see either team winning as well as the Jackson State, Sam Houston game. Um, like you said, Sam Houston's had a really, really, really great strength of schedule. Now they've lost those games, but their defense is insane. Um, and we're going to see that in, in a couple weeks. I mean, yes, they might not be putting up many points, but they're also not getting scored much on. And so I could see this being a, a turnaround game for them. I, I could honestly see either team winning that game as well, like I said. So um, I think Jack State probably pulls it out, but I would not be surprised in the slightest uh, if any of those four teams win those games. I, like, I could... I, I can see it going either way, and I'm excited to watch them. I'm excited that we have football games during the week for college. Like, we have Thursday night games, so I'm going to have to have, like, two two or three TVs up because I got NFL, and then I got, you know, two college conference games. That's awesome. That's one of the coolest things about joining our conference is that we're getting national recognition on midweek games – I mean, we got CBS Sports Network and ESPNU. I, I mean, I don't know who's complaining about that. So I love that. I think that's going to be great for us. Um, I think it also could be interesting to see what their fan turnout's like too. Not that it won't be necessarily like exactly what our fans are going to be like, but I think it's a good telling sign of it. And so I'm excited. I think this is a great thing for, for us. And... Um, yeah, the, the La Tech and uh, UTEP game, I think Louisiana Tech wins that. Um, like you said, UTEP isn't looking great. That's also going to be on CBS Sports Network on Friday. It's cool that I have football on Friday as well, except for you know high school football, but it's on TV. And I'm going to be very excited for that. Um, La Tech's looked pretty good, so I think they pull away he- heavily in that one. But, yeah. Utah-Oregon State's also on. That's going to be a really good game. Yep. So... Um, Jeremiah, I know you're going to be at the under miles of hate game, right? Man, I wish, honestly. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be driving out of state for my birthday. My birthday is the next day. 
So I'll be in, uh, in Gatlinburg that night. If it wasn't my birthday and I wasn't going out of town, I would absolutely be going driving to that game. Cause it's Happy only an birthday, hour. Polly. Appreciate Happy it. birthday. Thank you. That's a Frosty the Snowman reference. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Thank you for that. Anyways, um, going back to the, the hundred miles of hate, though, I'm actually super proud of you. I knew I knew you would know this, of course, the the name of the rivalry. Um, but yeah, like being here in Nashville, I'm a short distance from MTSU. Uh, I've made a lot of friends who are either students or alumni of the school. Um, I got a buddy that I, I go to a young adults ministry with, who's uh, one of the leaders of the uh, uh, student section or whatever at MTSU. Um, it's going to be a great game. Um, like we mentioned, MTSU, they've had a gauntlet of a schedule. They've had to play Bama. They almost, they almost beat Mizzou. Um, so their 1-3 record isn't really as bad as it appears to be. Um, and as Caleb had mentioned, Western Kentucky has at, at this point looked a little underwhelming. But I'm not going to sleep on those guys. Like, they're still, they've still got Austin Reed and they've got Malachi, Cor- Malachi Corley. Um, those guys are ballers. Um, and they've they've also got tons of ton of other weapons. They got a good defense. You can't sleep on those guys. Um, but I think this is gonna be a really good game. Um, a lot of friends I've made on Twitter um, from both sides, from both both fan bases, really looking forward to it. And it's just gonna be fun to hear the uh, back and forth between them, and then being able to interact with my friends here. Um, but I think uh, I think Western Kentucky's gonna take this game. Um, I think it's gonna be back and forth for most of the game, but. WKU pulls it out, especially because it's a home game for them. Um, going to Jacksonville State versus Sam Houston State. Um, you said something about UTEP probably being the worst team in the, in the uh, conference. Uh, that's, that's definitely a possibility, but Sam Houston State at this point has been pretty underwhelming as well. Um, they're, they're winless, um, and they've lost – oh, sorry, I was like, at, the, at the wrong side. They've played – but. BYU, this year's BYU, Air Force, Houston. Okay. They played pretty, pretty good games. I was, when I was looking at their schedule, I had accidentally looked at uh, a little bit of last year's schedule when they lost to two FCS teams. So, my mistake on that one. Um, but, yeah, they've had a gauntlet of a schedule as well. So, I mean, the 0-3 start probably isn't as bad as they look. But, I mean, we'll see about that one. But I, I agree here. I think that's the Jacksonville State dub there. Um, and then going to Louisiana Tech. And uh, UTEP, yeah, I gotta go Louisiana Tech here. Um, looking on ESPN right now, and they're actually 50 50. Um, nobody's really like quote unquote favored, at least according to the ESPN app. Be a good game, All oh, yeah. I think, I think it'll be a good game for sure, but I gotta go Louisiana Tech on this one. Um, concur with Caleb here again. Um, I love the exposure we're getting. Um, via um, CBSS, SN, and um, ESPNU. Um, I'm loving uh, loving getting to see uh, the interactions on Twitter, like getting to see like Michael Vick and uh, is it Vanini, Chris Vanini, or yeah, whatever Chris his name Vanini. is. Yeah, seeing all the exposure we're getting from those guys. Like, it's just really cool to have Liberty bouncing around like big names like that. So, um, I think this is going to be a really good uh, weekend for CUSA and. Really looking forward to watching all these guys play. I think it'll be a fun weekend. Um, and uh, got to see uh, how Sam Houston plays because it's their next, uh, next game. So don't sleep on them. That's all I got to say. Play the team in front of you and uh, just do your best. Play your best. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, it, they once we get into this conference play, you're going to be able to actually see a lot of people's a lot of these not people's a lot of teams true where they're at because they've had multiple games to play they're played against um some good competition they're battle tested and they're going to be able to get into a position where they now have to really win these games these games matter more than the non-con um they really do let's be real i mean I mean, you have to, in this era, until we get the 12 playoffs, I mean, you win in your non-cons, all it is, does is do 
something for your brand. And you're like, oh, you can get New Year's Six. That's not, I just don't see that happening at this point. Um, you know, there's, you still got, you know, SMU and schools like that who are just, I mean, SMU is going to be a power five school next year. So they are, well, power four, I guess you could say. They're going to be, you know, in the contention. They'd be a team that'd be in contention for that New Year's Six Bowl. Um, I, I don't know who's going to be the New York Six team, um, to be honest. Like, there's really not a team that stands out. Maybe Memphis, maybe Tulane again. Um, I knew no USF had a really good battle with Alabama. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, it could be Air Force or Fresno. Um, so, and Mount Mount West has had a pretty good season this year. Um, so, I mean, I would argue it's a lot more. It's a lot better than um, that other conference that everybody loves in the G five. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see who ends up where, and once conference gets play gets, get rolling, then you're going to really start seeing some of this. You're not going to see Georgia state undefeated that team from Harrisonburg be undefeated. Um, and some of these other teams around, around the area that, you know, uh, you know, the thundering herd, Marshall. I mean, every there were some people that were saying that they're the best G five team, and it was BGB, and they're like, "Yeah, by far." And it's like, no, they've played three games, and they've beaten Virginia Tech and East Carolina, and they barely beat the University of Albany. Albany, the first game, they won twenty one to seventeen. Like, let's uh, pump the brakes. Virginia Tech's pretty bad this year. I don't foresee them being good again for a while. The Commonwealth Cup is going to be so boring this year. It's going to be probably a fist fight of like seven to three. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be two cats hitting each other. Cat fight. Uh, um, Yeah, it's just... Yeah, there's this. My point is, this conference USA is a lot better than people realize. It, and yes, there are definitely duds in this conference, without a doubt. But with that being said, this is also the smallest conference. But there's going to be very good parity, and we'll we've our, we saw that in week zero. All the games were pretty close. Yes, the two games that Liberty has played against New Mexico State and FIU have not been close, but I would consider FIU with their youth being very inconsistent. I can still see them making a bowl because they only need three more wins. Um, That's really good. Um, And then New Mexico State, man, they should have beat Hawaii. I mean, they really should have, and they should have beat UMass. It's it's stupid that they didn't, and it's sad. Uh, Shout out to uh, Pavia peeing on the New Mexico State, New Mexico logo, not the New Mexico State logo, the Lobos logo. So, what a guy, what a guy, what a dude. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how the year wraps up. I'm very excited about conference play, though. And it's weird because, guess what? November comes and we have two home games and they're non-con. So, it's kind of weird, but it's going to be interesting to say the least. Uh, Caleb, what else do you have to say about Conference USA? And then we'll go to Jeremiah and wrap it up. Yeah, I think it was cool. We uh, Something we didn't really touch on is we did receive a vote in the coaches poll this week. Um, so, I mean, that's, mm. that's, that's cool. Uh, AP not. We didn't. But I believe that's our first vote this year, except for we did receive an AP vote um a preseason-wise uh, from the, the guy from Hawaii. Um, but – Besides that, it's been good to see uh, us getting recognition. I don't really think we're going to get some after this week, after the bye week. It's usually not how that works. Um, but we come back and we went after the bye week. I could see us potentially getting some AP votes. I don't think we're going to be ranked right after that. Um, but 
move to six or seven and zero, oh, there's a chance, depending upon how well we play um, and how well other teams play. Obviously, I, I like uh, the fact that you mentioned uh, Jeremiah that Middle Tennessee played Mizzou. They're number twenty three in the nation right now, and Alabama is twelfth. Uh, so, um, I mean, they've had a really solid strength of schedule, and I'm excited to see how they play in conference play. I think we'll truly get to see that against this, this week. And they are a great team. I think they're both great teams. Uh, like you said, Ben, a lot of people are hating on the conference because there's some duds here and there. Yes, obviously there are. Um, but all in all, I think every team is going to continue to get better and better uh, throughout the years. This is a we're very, very young with some of the teams coming in, the new schools. And, I mean, I, I even think Kennesaw State's going to be pretty scary next year um, with that offense. So, pump the brakes, chill out, people. This is going to be a great conference. Um, I'm happy with where we're at. I know people are begging to go to the ACC or the, the American or whatever. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. I, I'm not going to say that's not going to be cool. Do I think we're ready for that? No. Um, I, I think this is our best chance at getting the playoff. I mean, truly, if uh, if especially if we do get cool non-conference games, great non-conference games in the future, and then we end up doing well and we become the kings of the CUSA, like I think we will, um, there's a good chance in the next five years we have a, a shot at that and getting more recognition, getting more preseason polls that rank us in the top 25 and you know what that does that gives more exposure to players recruits the nation it's exactly where we need to be i love what ian mccall has done and this decision i support it fully and i'm excited to win the conference this year so yeah yeah, and Kennesaw, I mean, they've been struggling this year, but they also did the Sam Houston route yep. where they redshirted a lot of people. So um, we're not going to see what they look like until next year. So, yep. um, Jeremiah, what else do you have to say, add? And then we're actually going to do some predictions for the conference games this week. Cool. Just for the fun of it. We're not going to do scores, just picking. All right, yeah, so I think I'm obligated at this point to say Flames by 90 against Bye. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Had to make a stupid joke. Um, Thanks, yeah, Zach McLaren. I, yeah, exactly. I, I love that. Um, but, yeah. Zeke. Um, I, Zeke. I'm super excited for the conference. Um, I think they're, that we're going up from here. Um, Caleb made some excellent points here. I am definitely on the um, hype train for CUSA, like, Sure, let's, you know, brainstorm for years down the road, maybe ACC, whatever. But let's focus on the CUSA. We've got some great um, fan bases to uh, banter with. Um, Western Kentucky, Jacksonville State, we got MTSU in my backyard. Like, they've been great. I absolutely love being able to interact with all of these guys. Um, when, I, when I go to the uh, Western Kentucky game and the uh, Jacksonville State game, I've got a couple other fans lined up who are going to like show me around campus and we're going to get food and just chill out before the game. Um, so, yeah, let's pump the brakes. Let's beat the brakes off of some of these teams and let's go get that trophy. I want to touch that trophy still this year. Yeah, we got a lot to look forward to. Um, let's uh, do this game day style. We're going to, of course, start with the weakest game of the week. So... Friday night, Friday night at 9 o'clock, you better be ready to roll Eastern Central, Eastern Time. I don't know why I said Central Time. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, You got Louisiana Tech, the Bulldogs, going to UTEP Miners. Huh. Big time game. Jeremiah, who do you got in this game? Who do you got to win? Um, yeah, I'm definitely going with the Bulldogs here. Got to go with the Bulldogs. Um, they've you know they've been playing a pretty good season so far. Um, had a few rough games, but 
I can't see from what I've seen so far from UTEP. I just can't see them pulling this one off. Um, I believe it's a UTEP home game in the Sun Bowl, but UTEP yeah, is favored by one point. They are. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm still I'm still going Bulldogs here. Um, I'll say a narrow victory, but I want to go Bulldogs. Yeah. Caleb, who do you got? Well, as much as I love Oliver Anthony, I'm going to go with Louisiana Tech and the Bulldogs. Um, so, I, yeah, I think they went handily, actually. Uh, I think the Sun Bowl's n- not necessarily an easy place to play in, but uh, Louisiana Tech comes away with the win. Oliver Anthony? What was that shout-out about? Well, they're the Miners, so... It's a great oh. line in his song. All right. Okay. Good. Um, yeah. Boo. That makes sense. I guess. Um, anyways, um, yeah, I'm going with Louisiana Tech. Uh, Bachmeyer, I don't pl- think he played this past weekend. Um, so, with them coming in two and three, Smoke Harris, man, he is a beast. They should have beat Uni- University of uh, North Texas. They really should have. I'm really ticked they didn't. They should be three and two on the season. Mm-hmm. Um, UTEP again. I just man, they got that great home crowd. I'll give them that, but I just don't see um, it happening. I think Louisiana Tech beats UTEP for their second conference win of the year in the Sun Bowl. Moving on to the next game, Thursday night, September. 28th you got the battle of the former fcs teams now fbs teams in tr- in transition on espnu eight o'clock jacksonville state at sam houston state you got the cox at the bearcats who do you got in this game jeremiah uh, i'm going with jacksonville state in this one so as I said earlier, um, they've been kind of on a roll. Um, three and one. Uh, let me look at the schedule. They lost to Coastal, of course. I forgot about that game. Couldn't couldn't beat the shots, unfortunately, for us. But they've been rolling pretty well. Um, they've got a really stacked uh, offense and defense. 